Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dudes Dish Disney. This is the show for your professional proven advice on your next vacation. And we're talking about how to combine that business trip with a visit to Walt Disney World. Joining us today to help you work all the angles on this topic is Jonathan, our producer and resident tech dude. Hey guys, how's it going? Also joining us with great advice on this topic is Ryan, our co-host, the number one Disney dude. What's up dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. And before we get into this week's topic of conventions and business trips combined with Walt Disney World vacations, let me take care of some quick housekeeping that's important to us. As part of season three here of our podcast, we want to ask our listeners a favor. Please introduce our show to two of your friends and copy us on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. When you tweet, make sure to tag us and we'll give you a shout out on one of our next episodes. So dudes, are you ready for this week's conversation? I'm always ready, Carl. I mean, whatever you're throwing our way, let's, uh, let's, let's go for it. What I love about doing this after three years is that doesn't matter what we throw out, we're going to throw back, right? I like the way you handled that, sir. <laughs> Throw down and throw back. That's what we do here on Dude's Dish Disney. So today we're talking about combining a convention or a business trip with a Walt Disney World vacation. The do's and the don'ts. Uh, the temptation to extend into a weekend and have your family join you or maybe a solo trip. So let's think about that a little bit. You know, we help people plan a lot of vacations to Orlando. But Orlando itself is a huge convention destination with not only the Orange County Convention Center in town, but many hotels that cater to the convention crowd. At Disney alone, the Yacht and Beach Club, the Swan and the Dolphin, and the Contemporary Resort, as well as Coronado Springs, all have very serious convention facilities. Then right off property, you've got the Hyatt Grand Cypress, very close to Disney Springs, and the Marriott Orlando World Center on World Center Drive. And then just a little further away in Kissimmee is the Gaylord Palms, all great places for conventions. And, you know, frankly, I've been to conventions at all of those facilities. And why? Why do you think they picked that? Because it's a destination, right? And they've been building up Orlando over the years to do that. So let's face it, you know, when the company is paying for a $300 to $500 a night resort, it's very tempting to want to bring your family to tag along. 
So look, we're obviously advising you check with your company on what the policy is to allow that to happen. But if they allow it, and I've been at companies where they've allowed it, why not? Why not? Now, let's talk a little bit about the hotels themselves that I've just mentioned, right? We've talked uh, and had some great shows on some of the Disney properties that are hotel properties. Um, and uh, there's a couple that we, you know, are, are near and dear to us. Uh, we talked about the Coronado Springs guys. Again, what is your thoughts on that as a hotel that if you were there on business staying at the Coronado Springs, how is that set up as a hotel that's good for your family too? Coronado is an amazing hotel that can be set up for your family. I mean, it is definitely a convention hotel and it does have a different feel to it as a result uh, compared to, you know, a lot of the other hotels on property. But just number one, the sheer size of the resort allows for families to come in and enjoy so much more when mom or dad is in a, in a convention and you got to hang around and wait for them. The pool is amazing there. Uh, the food is incredible there. There's tons of different places to go eat and drink around that resort. There's so much to do with the arcade and that resort's really cool. And, and actually, after you're done with your business meetings, you can pop out and they have some nice massage chairs out there. You can go sit in for a while and cool down, right? But there's so much stuff to do on that resort that you don't need to leave that makes it a really valuable place for families to come and stay when you do a, a convention. Kind of the magic of Disney, right? They, it's it's advertised as a resort as a convention property. It's a little bit off the beaten path for that reason, but yet they've blown out the doors. I think if anyone goes back to last season when we talked about the Coronado Springs and did a feature show on it, I mean there are more restaurant facilities at that combined resort than any other singular resort out there, right? because they're catering to the fact that there's got to be a couple of lounges to jump into. There's, there's got to be some restaurants and choices. And now with the Destino tower, it's a, it's a beautiful resort with lots of great options. So the views, the views from the tower are beautiful. It doesn't matter if you got a water view or a standard view, you're going to enjoy the view that you have out of that tower. And that's something, you know, I actually tell people, if you're going with your family, do the standard view because the standard view is actually better in some cases than the water view is. I mean, who doesn't like looking down on a pretty lake, right? But but when you get the standard view and you're looking out over Galaxy's Edge, that's pretty sweet too. The kids will love that. Right. So there's, you know, there's a, certainly a vote. If, you're, if you've got a convention that your company is booked at the Coronado Springs, it's sort of a no-brainer to bring your family along to join that, that property alone um, while there. Uh, the other one that we did a feature on last season, that's, that is a very strong uh, convention hotel. My daughter actually went there for um, Price Waterhouse, their inauguration when they got their job, is the Otten Beach Club. And people don't realize what a great convention facility that is. Off, Jonathan, we talked about the Otten Beach Club last season. What are your thoughts on that? If that was your convention hotel, how would you feel about bringing your family along? I mean, it's a no-brainer to bring your family to that one. I mean, just alone the pool. I mean, the pool is, is one of the biggest features of that resort. It's, it's incredible. It's like, I, I, I can't say anything bad about that pool. It is probably the best pool on Disney property. But other than that, the other stuff you get at that resort, I mean, there's amazing restaurants. The rooms are gorgeous. They're 
huge. They're very comfortable to be in. Location's great. I mean, if you're, again, if you're a drinker and you're doing something outside of your convention, Epcot's right there. You, it, you can't you can't go wrong with that. I mean, it's it's really a great resort to be at if that's where your convention's going to be. It's really well, easy for mom or dad to come meet you at Epcot if if the kids and the if the family's spending the day at Epcot and you're spending the day in a convention, right? That the best thing is that you can just jump out of your convention and walk five minutes and go meet your family in, in Epcot. Like that's that's pretty awesome. It's great as hell. You both tied tapped into some real great topics we're going to cover a little bit more in depth is one is if you're a drinker on convention and what do you do with clients in that situation and two you know that downtime that occasional short downtime ryan how do you jump in and, and leverage that so so we're going to get into those a little deeper um the other uh sort of property that's very well known and i've been to conventions at both is the swan and dolphin and uh, anyone want to talk a little bit about the Swan and Dolphin Hotel and what that offers for convention facility and what that offers for your family, if you should stay there? Yeah, I can take the Swan and Dolphin. I can definitely talk a little bit about that. Um, I've had some unique experiences there, both on retreat where I stayed there, and then I also stayed there as part of my honeymoon. So uh, I'm definitely familiar with those resorts. Um, Swan and Dolphin, uh, you know, if you're there for a convention is great because you have so much access to so many different things. Great restaurants in the property, on the property. You've got five or six restaurants just between the Swan and Dolphin that are totally worth going to, right? But then you have easy access over to the boardwalk. You have easy access over to Yacht and Beach Club. Uh, and that's not even talking about the theme parks, right? You just walk everywhere there. I don't care if you want to go out for drinks or you want to go out for ice cream. There's something for everybody. Uh, as for the kids, the pool there is fantastic. Um, you know, you got a nice pool with a nice waterfall. Uh, you've got some swans actually in the lake that you can get out and paddle on. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, you also have um, just a lot of fun stuff for the kids to do. You know, when things are normal, they do have a character dining inside of the Swan and Dolphin as well with Goofy. So uh, there's a little bit of everything in the Swan and Dolphin. And even though they aren't owned by Disney, they're owned by Mar Marriott. Um, they do a lot to work the magic, just like any Disney hotel would. Yeah, I've been to two different conventions there. And then the last retreat when we were all there too, Ryan, with you. Um, I have a funny story about the Swan, I'll tell you. I was at a convention there uh, for uh, a very large telecommunications convention. And I was slated to do a uh, keynote address on a, a Sunday when the convention was kicking off. And it was Super Bowl Sunday. And I said... Nobody between Walt Disney World and this being Super Bowl Sunday, you know, um, nobody is going to come to my 4 p.m. presentation on um, acquiring rural telecommunications companies across America. And so I did this presentation, was in the presentation room, and it's all set up as it normally is with cameras and large screens and lighting and a stage and everything. And I got in and expected actually no one at this presentation. And there was over 750 people that came into my presentation. I was really like taken aback, you know, because, you know, typically the largest presentation I ever had done was about 400 people. So I was like, wow, and big room, the grand ballroom, 750 people, lights, camera, action, I'm going and um, did my presentation at this convention, got a rounding um, 
uh, round of applause from everybody. And then the MC came up on the stage after me and said, okay, we're opening up the doors right behind you to the Super Bowl party. So <laughs> I thought they were there to hear me, but they were there for the free booze and Super Bowl, like just minutes after my presentation. So don't sell yourself uh, short, Carl. <laughs> Anytime the free booze is offered, I'll hang out with you too. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that was my experience at the Swan, but they do have wonderful facilities for very large conventions too. Um, but um, I, I agree with you. Great location and everything uh, there. And I've stayed at the Dolphin a couple of times too. The, the other thing that I'll tell you, you know, is, as MVPs, we can help you book some of these trips, even if you're not on a vacation. And um, the Swan and Dolphin being Marriott properties have a tremendous value price point compared to the nearby Disney deluxe resorts. So and we've said this before on these, uh, these programs, it's, it's, you know, like staying at a deluxe resort for sort of a moderate price, right? Um, and, and you're great. There's great pools. We had the dudes threw a pool party at the Dolphin the last time we were there on retreat, right? So, um, so, so definitely good hotels. The other hotel, the OG hotel for conventions that has some history to it is the Contemporary Resort. Would anyone like to talk a little bit about the, the value proposition, the contemporary resort? If you're having a convention there, what's it like to bring your family to that place? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll jump in here for this one. The one thing is location, location, location for this one. You are steps away from the Magic Kingdom. Um, again, you can take the monorail if you want, but you are so close. Mm -hmm. That is about a five-minute walk from the front door to the entrance of Magic Kingdom. Um, there's no other resort that gives you that option. I mean, the closest one is the uh, Grand Floridian, but that's a little bit more of a walk. Um, but this is, this is a classic resort. This is, if you want classic Disney, this is the one you wanna stay at. Um, the biggest thing here is you've got awesome food here. You've got um, a couple, um, counter service, uh, quick service rather. Uh, and you, then you've got um, some table service. The best one you've got is um, California Grill. Uh, we've talked about this one a few times. Again, Carl can kind of help on this one a little bit, but this is where the executives go. This is where the big wigs go for Disney anytime you want an amazing meal. Um, and again, if you're entertaining someone here, bring them up there at the end of the night and right out on the... Uh, on the roof there, you can see those fireworks from Magic Kingdom. It is one of the best views not being in the park. Some would say it's actually probably better in some cases. But the other one uh, that's an amazing restaurant that just changed names is uh, Steakhouse 71. This food is awesome. I myself have not gotten to eat there yet myself, but what it was before the wave, that food was incredible. And what the menu is now at Steakhouse 71, you're not going wrong. Um, but when it comes to some of the other stuff, again, you've got a character breakfast over there. One of the only breakfast, uh, character meals rather that, um, gives you all the fab five. Um, I know we've talked about chef Mickey's multiple times on the show. It's not something that all of us enjoy very much. It's kind of a one and done for some of us, but it's one of my favorite character breakfasts, um, on all property again, cause you got the fab five, the food's decent you can't go wrong with it. Um, the other great thing with this is some of the other facilities that this uh, resort has, the pool's nice, 
um, you have uh, two uh, two decent pools, and you get a great view of uh, Bay Lake. You can't go wrong with that. You, re- I mean, that's that's a view in itself. Um, also, we talk about the transportation. I kind of touched on that a little bit. You've got the monorail. Any resort that has the monorail, why wouldn't you want to stay there if that's an option? Like, really, that is a absolute showstopper in my mind. Um, overall, this is a resort that you you just you can't not want to stay at if you get the option. Honestly, it, it's it's my pick. It's my pick. If you have an option for a convention, hope to God you're staying at the Contemporary. Let's Honestly. not forget the electric light parade, please. I, that's a big one. I want to make sure we I forgot that. that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe we're all fans. We're all fans of that, and I agree. You know, you cannot go wrong taking your clients up to the California Grill. Um, one of the reasons I mentioned that is a is the OG um, convention facility is that you know the first few hotels was built that was the only one that had mild convention rooms and it still will host small conventions but uh the history of that site is kind of becomes important because on november 17th 1973 one of the most famous press conferences all world came for someone who was using those convention facilities it was the then president uh richard nixon and during that meeting using those convention facilities um, Nixon gave a very important speech and now his uh, job approval rating was declining, but he gave the infamous, I am not a crook speech from Disney's contemporaries, uh, convention facilities. So a little history there, uh, on those facilities, great place, um, to do. And there, you know, some of the other hotels would do smaller, but, you know, I mentioned earlier, some of the ones, the hotels that were outside and I've. You know, I've done a lot of conventions in, in my career around Orlando as it was built up. Did a great one at the Hyatt, two, two actually at the Hyatt Grand Cypress, which is right around the corner from Disney Springs. Great place. Um, um, beautiful golf course. Uh, Jack Nicholas Golf Course at it right now. Used to have two golf courses that it has one now. Um, that's very convenient. And then down the road in on World Center Drive is the Marriott Orlando World Center, uh, which is also a huge convention facility. And then also within the Marriott family, the Gaylord Palms in Kissimmee. Um, great resort facility. I'm telling you, if you had a convention there, I would encourage bringing your family. Those rooms are definitely, you know, $500 a night. There's three atriums. There's a beautiful venue themed to Key West with uh, live turtles and sharks and fish swimming in a reef underneath the sailboat restaurant. There's one theme to the Everglades, uh, which has um, live alligators swimming off in one section of the hotel and um, with a great steakhouse. And then there's another section of the hotel, which is themed to St. Augustine. So there's an example of if you were kind of at the hotel and you had your family with you, there's enough for them to do right at that hotel uh, versus peeling off to, to one of the parks there too. So they could entertain themselves quite nicely um, and great restaurants there too. So again, some of these hotels in and around Walt Disney World have been built for conventions. And you may find yourself attending a company convention at one of these facilities. And I say embrace it because there's, there's a lot to see and do 
and then you can leverage it. And right. And now that once we're past the hotels, right, that we've kind of talked in length here about, the discussion really turns to, you know, how do I incorporate a visit to, you know, Disney World um, during or after the convention or maybe both. Right. So, um, you know, Ryan, you've gone to a lot of conventions. Let's talk about the pros and cons of having your family with you now, this part during the convention, right? I don't know if you've ever done this, but I'm sure you could imagine it if you haven't done it, having been to it. Let's talk to, you know, some of those pros and cons of having your family with you during a convention. Do we have to do pros? <laughs> you can just do cons. <laughs> I mean... I'll be honest with you. I, I have not. So whenever I've done conventions, I'm usually actually out on the West Coast when I do conventions. So, um, you know, my kids are little, so it's hard to bring them out there. And with that said, I usually build in Disneyland when I'm out in California and do that. Right. But um, for me, you know, it, it would be hard for me to have a family with me when I do conventions, because oftentimes I find myself um, entertaining or being entertained or, you know, whatever throughout, throughout the duration of my trip. But what I love the pro about this, what I do love about Disney is that you really don't have to be with your family for them to be entertained. Right. So, you know, if I went out West uh, and, and my wife and kids came with me, you know, a lot of times they're just going to be stuck at a hotel or they're going to be, have to rent a car to go somewhere Whereas if I brought them to Disney, like I could just, even if I saw them in the morning and at night, you know, it'd still be nice to see them. Uh, and they could like, like we've talked about entertain themselves. Um, I think the biggest, yeah, because when was, you're, when, when you're at a convention, you know, Ryan map out sort of like a typical day for our listeners or what a schedule is like those people who are not big convention people, or maybe they're venturing out to their first convention you know, give, and I'll do the same after you, but map out like a typical day on how busy you are at a convention. Yeah. So, uh, I'm a pretty active booth, uh, a booth attendee. I, I, I like to, uh, I, I know this will shock people who know me. I like to talk to people. Um, so, uh, <laughs> oh, I'll typically really? go down to, uh, to our booth and I'll, I'll hang out behind the booth or inside our booth, um, for the entire convention. So really for me, it's a lot of standing on your feet, eight, nine, 10 hours sometimes, uh, trying to grab the attention of people as they're walking up and down different uh, places. You know, if there's things that are important for me to go see, um, whether it be speakers or uh, whether it be demonstrations of some sort, you know, I'll duck away to go do that. But a lot of times for me, and especially I work for a smaller company, you know, we don't send a lot of people. Uh, so I spend the time, I, I actually go and build the booth myself or with the help of my team, whoever's down there with me. Uh, and then we'll do the convention. You know, and that's morning, noon, and night. That's that's waking up, going there, uh, you know, setting up for the day, talking to people all day long. There's barely typically time to even really break away for lunch. Um, you might be able to grab a plate of food and bring it back to your table and scarf it down before somebody else walks up to you. Uh, and then the same thing for dinner, you know, and then you pack up and head back to your, your hotel, typically freshen up a little bit and then go out for dinner or go out uh, to entertain. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's an aggressive schedule right there. So, um, you know, for some of you that, you know, uh, you know, age has its benefits. I'm a little higher up on the food chain than Ryan, 
you know, in some of these, uh, these, these events and conventions that I've been going to for years. So typically I have a team that might be working and setting up the booth and doing that for me. Uh, but I will have meetings, not necessarily inside the booth, but in meeting rooms or lunches or dinners around in and around the convention, right? Or entertaining clients at golf the day before um, or, or incorporating that. So I might be popping in and out of the booth, but I've got a busy schedule in and around all of those activities. That being said, when you're going to a multi-day convention, there's typically you know, show hours, right? The convention floor is open. If you go to a two or three day show where there's also speaking sessions and events, you may have a schedule where, uh, you know, there's open sessions where you're going to hear various speakers. Then the show floor is open and then there's social events and there may be planned activities at nights. There may be free nights and open nights, right? So the trick on that is if you're going, you know, and that's kind of the schedule at Disney World is looking at what that free time is or that pockets of free time and saying, okay, can I either A, if my family comes along, see them, right? So do I have time? Uh, you know, it's a morning show in the afternoon is free. If I'm staying at there and they're, you know, in, in the resort and they're staying with me, can they go to the parks in the morning when I'm busy and I'm done at four o'clock? Can I meet them down at the pool? Right. And is that worth it to bring them along? Because like you're saying, Ryan, you know, it's nice to be able to see them. Right. Um, but if you're waking up mornings and having breakfast meetings all the way through dinner, you may not see them that day. So I think it's setting your expectations with your family on what that trip's going to be like. Hey, it's not really a vacation We're you're tagging along or we're tapping on to this this trip that I have to go. You're staying in this fabulous hotel or room that maybe I couldn't normally afford but you're taking advantage of all the amenities and I will get to see you a few times during the show, right. For a meal, et cetera. Um, so, so that's kind of the thing is, you know, during the show, I agree with there's pros and cons, mostly cons, Ryan, you can't get to it, but there are ways to sort of incorporate the fact that you're with the family. The other fact is, you know, when I'm going to show, sometimes there's downtime and I have to go back to the room to jump on the computer, to do emails and all that sort of thing. And that's fine if your family's off at the parks, right? And you're not in each other's way. For some people that may be impractical if you have small kids and that's their nap time when you wanna be back in the hotel room working on your computer. So that may be inconvenient. So you have to take all of this into consideration when trying to dovetail a family trip with there. I think what it really becomes um, interesting is when, when you go, go beyond that, is what if you're saying, okay, have my family parachute in a day or two early. I'm going to go a day too early to the convention with them at Disney World. And as my convention day, day starts, they're maybe going to fly home, right? Or vice versa. I'm going to come in, stand a beachhead, work my show, and they're going to come in the last day of the show, and I'm going to extend it a couple of days. Again, you want to talk to your, your company to see what is allowable as far as you doing that, but quite often you'll get a convention rate for the hotel and they'll extend those rates before or after the show. So you may get a, a discount on the hotel. So why not have your family come in? Um, you're obviously going to pay the rate, not your company for that hotel room, but what a great way, at least 
you're already in town. There's one plane ticket paid for, right? You could figure out a way to incorporate them to, to doing that. So with, with those kind of thoughts, what would you think? Do you think if you were doing a business trip or a convention, would you have your family jump in the front of it or would you have them come into the back of it? The hardest part about that is no matter which answer you give, there's major FOMO, right? Because right. like there's going to be a point where you're just going to be in the convention center. So you're either going to be in the convention center before you go to Disney going, man, get me through this so that I can go hit the parks. Or you're going to be after where you're like, I'm exhausted from hitting the parks for the last five days. And now I got to stand on my feet on this concrete. Right. So there, there's, there's uh, definitely things to play with either, either way. If it were me, I probably would try to build it in, in the beginning though. Uh, I'd rather be exhausted standing on my feet and knowing that I had some time with my family to relax uh, and enjoy myself and know that, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to carry any business stress with me into that vacation. So I'd rather have that vacation time with my kids before the business stress starts um that's but that's just me but either way i think it's a it's a tough proposition to be right uh worthwhile but tough right the economics play out look at and it's not only you know a convention but it's business trips like so so jonathan say in your world you were brought down there with your production team at your company you work with to cover something at the wild world of sports right and you had to go down there on business you know what would you think if you were down there would you like to bring, you know, uh, Ange and Finn down beforehand or afterhand? What, what, what would you work for you? I myself, I would be doing it after because um, I know leading up to it in my industry, stuff changes so, so, so much before an event that if I'm down there beforehand, I'm going to be getting emails, phone calls, all that stuff. The plan's going to constantly change. And if I'm in the parks enjoying myself, I'm going to be constantly on my phone worrying about everything that's going to be coming up in the next couple of days. So for me, it's a no brainer that would be, it'd be after, because once the event's done, I don't have to worry about it. I, I don't have to touch a, a single thing, but at the same point, I see Ryan's perspective with it. Again, our industries are a little bit different in that, in that aspect with it, but I just, that's just me where, I get the job done. I get it done. And I don't have to worry about it again. That's in, I'd rather just be able to relax and enjoy myself with the family. But again, that's just me. That's, that's just me. That's just the way my industry works. So it really becomes, like I said, about pockets of time and free time and balancing your time. Right. And what works for you personally with knowing what you have to prepare for and what you're, if you're doing a sigh of relief after, you know, I take that into entertaining clients too. A lot of times, you know, I would get to the show early. Can you come early and get in a round of golf at one of the Disney golf courses? And we'll have a nice dinner somewhere before the show. And now you've got their mind share and, and kind of eased into the, the business. Likely sometimes the last day of the show is a half day and it's empty. So you can say, Hey, stay the second half of the day and let's let's do something together with your clients. Again, what we're doing is substituting your family for clients in this instance. Okay. I always think arriving a day early in those kind of events helps get your mindset, helps get the lay of the land. You can register early for your conference um, or convention, and that makes things 
overall sort of doing or you may end up with sort of a free half day of your trip too right if it's if it's a late night kickoff sometimes so you can figure that out and see how do i really get even a half day but i think it's kind of on the conclusion that whether it's before or after the convention is sort of a no-brainer to add some time on to make that a disney vacation and i'm going to say this with your family or without your family and here's the rub, right? The joys of solo travel, right? You know, a lot of times people don't think about this, but a, a business conference can be a unique opportunity to experience the world as a solo traveler. We talked about this before on the show too. The freedom of going where you want, when you want, and focusing on what your personal favorite attractions are, or having your plans change on the fly is something that you really don't only get when you're sort of going solo. You don't have that freedom, obviously, with your family and certainly at a Disney vacation where you're meticulously planning or hiring an MVP to plan your days. There's details there. You don't have that sort of freedom. And part of that is dining solo, right? That's another opportunity to experience Walt Disney World from a very different perspective. Um, I've had some wonderful experiences dining solo tied into a convention where I said, oh, the convention ended. I had the afternoon off and evening. Epcot was open till 10. I'm going to World Showcase. You're not surprised, are you? No, not, not one bit. Not in the slightest. <laughs> so, you know, but I've gone, you know, dining solo at Epcot. Chefs de France uh, was one example where I've had cast members sort of go out of their way because I was solo, making me feel comfortable, giving me a table with a great view, um, asking about my trip. Look, at, I'll tell you something else. My family hates, they absolutely hate when I correctly pronounce a dish in French or Italian to a waiter. They're embarrassed. They think I sound stupid. And, and I, it's a big thing. I was there with Chef de France and I was speaking French all during lunch with them, having a great time with some of the cultural representatives. And I was having a great time freely with it, not worried about getting razzed by my family for doing so. And the, um, the, the cast members were totally engaged in it. So again, that's sort of the freedom of dining solo. Now, here's the thing. You know, if you were with uh, Ryan and I, you, you wouldn't have lived that one down. You, you definitely wouldn't have. You think? <laughs> so let me, let me tell you a little story about me dining solo on a business trip and why, why I ate at Sunshine Terrace the last time that I was at Disney <laughs> by myself, right? So on one of my first ever, ever business trips, I sat down in this little Italian restaurant in Michigan. And uh, I sat down, was looking forward to a nice meal. And the, the server came up to me and she was super nice to me. And she actually sat down at the table with me. And I was like, whoa, 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 I'm, I'm married, right? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, oh, no, I just felt so bad for you because you're all alone by yourself at this table, right? And I never felt more depressed in my life than having a server feel bad for me because I was all alone eating. To the point that unless I went to like a Hooters or a Buffalo Wild Wings or a place like that where I could sit at the bar and watch sports and eat wings and do doodly things, you know, I just didn't do it anymore. There was a lot of fast food in my business travels after that. It took me a long time 
to be able to go sit at a restaurant again. Well, you bring up a great point because that's another thing about, um, you know, Disney. It's famous for having to reserve a table and a meal and everything. But if you're solo, you can consider walking up for some appetizers and drinks at one of the great bars at Disney World, which we talk about all the time. But think about it, if you're solo and you don't have a plan, why wouldn't you walk up to Victoria Falls Lounge at Animal Kingdom? Why wouldn't you go to Territories Lounge or the Ale and Compass, which great drinks and great appetizers. Sometimes it's the food off the menu of the restaurant adjoining it. That's a great way to dine on the fly as a single person at those kind of events, right? So, you know, at Disney, you're probably going to get engaged, Ryan, by a cast member, but nothing that crazy, right? And, and they're going to make you feel comfortable, to my point and in, in my experience. So, um, the other part I'll tell you about, you know, this whole concept of doing a convention or business trip and combining it with Disney is again, if you're solo, what about enjoying some time with your colleagues? If they're up to it, why not say, Hey, you know, if you're up to it and you get a relaxed pace and we have the evening off, a lot of times you have a week's conference and there's an evening off. Hey, would you be up to going to the parks and, just taking on a few attra attractions when there's shorter lines at night. Maybe we grab some dinner or some of these same bars and lounges that I talked about for individually. You know, it's a great place to go with two or three people, right? And, um, you, it, you know, again, one of my favorites, right? If you're at World Showcase with kids, that's a different experience than if you're there with adults. So what a great, great way to go around World Showcase and have a few with some of your colleagues and share a few stories. So, and, and to my point, we've all done this on retreats, right? We've shared time with each other before, after, and during retreats when we've had these kind of downtimes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's how this show was honestly created. Uh, especially you and, uh, you and Ryan uh, came up with this crazy idea and then brought me in uh, down the line here. But that's how this show was created was you two having a couple drinks, uh, enjoying your, each other's company. I mean, you ever know what you're going to uh, discover and what's going to uh, come up, come up things when you're enjoying that. So. So what tips and advice have we missed for those listeners who may be considering combining a business trip with a visit to Walt Disney world? I'm not sure how much that we've missed. I mean, we covered quite a bit of how to do it. Um, I will say that, you know, just prepare yourself that number one, Disney's not going to give you a discount if you're only going to go for half a day because you're in a convention, right? So if you're going to buy those tickets while you're in the convention, be prepared to pay normal prices uh, and, and not get full days at the parks. Um, that's just kind of a heads up I like to give people. But whatever you decide to do with that ticket price is between you and your accountant. Right, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're not going to tell you whether or not that should be written off. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything about that. Okay. I'm just telling you to be prepared for that. Um, the other thing, the other thing, I guess, too, that we should probably talk about, or at least uh, that, that we may have missed a little bit, is to make sure that even if you're doing this on business, when you're getting your tickets to work with somebody like us, right? Because you may do this at the last minute. You may not be able to find dining reservations. I had a I had a friend who didn't ever want to go back to Disney again after he went on a business trip because they didn't get any travel planning. They just said, hey, here's your resort. Here's your tickets. 
go nuts. And he was staying at Yacht and Beach Club, but he had no idea where he was in relation to everything else at Disney. And every restaurant he tried to get to, he couldn't go to because they didn't have reservations. So just make sure you're working with somebody like us still, even if it's 30 days in advance, you know, we may not be able to do everything for you that we could do if you called us, you know, 90 or 90 or 120 days in advance, but I guarantee you we'll be able to do something for you. So uh, I just want to throw that out there that, you know, it's still worth using us uh, uh, because you're still going to find yourself having a much better time that way. John, I, I, I would definitely agree with you, uh, Ryan. Um, Don't, don't enter underestimate using a travel planner to help you, uh, especially with this, you're going to be so focused on that convention. So focused on all that stuff that's going on that let us take care of these small details like dining, um, the parks, all that type of stuff, because in the long run, you're you're so focused on making sure your convention uh is run properly goes the way it needs to go to land that deal or whatever it may be that you're not going to worry about those other details so let us take care of that and with that being done you're going to enjoy yourself you're going to be able to relax you're going to be able to take that breath that you so desperately need in that little bit of time you have during that convention so just you use us don't don't be afraid to use us our services are complimentary. I mean, you're, you're not going to pay extra for us. And that's a huge misconception that is constantly addressed, but don't, don't worry about that because we'll take care of it. And you just take care of the business. Simple as that. So there you have it, folks. Your business is our pleasure. Thanks for listening and make sure to tweet at us along with two of your friends and tag us on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. And until next time, later dudes. Later dudes. Later dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media, on Facebook at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and Global travel, Go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel.